Welcome to the Voices Within podcast, and thank you for tuning in. My name is Judy Berman, and I am a member of Fountain House and a senior citizen who lives with depression and anxiety. In the Voices Within, we present the experiences of the members of Fountain House, individuals who live with mental illness. This episode is the third in a series highlighting how our members have responded to the coronavirus outbreak in New York City. In this episode, we focus on the silver linings, inner growth, and milestones that our members have experienced and achieved during the COVID-19 pandemic. Our members will share a diverse range of accomplishments, including Zoom classes, courses, art, music, writing, accomplished as silver linings, our members have been resilient and thrived and benefited during COVID-19. We hope that you will find the stories that we present today to be enriching and relatable. I also have experienced silver linings and thrived and benefited during the COVID-19 pandemic. It has been easier to be active in the Fountain House groups for me virtually, and I have been active and met with many people. Okay, now I have a co-host, Philip William Cook. I would like for you to tell us about yourself as well, and welcome to the Voices Within podcast. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Philip Williams Cook. Uh, I am also a member of the Media Tech Center at Fountain House. Uh, I'm also uh, certified as a recovery peer advocate provisional uh, and a certified peer specialist provisional, and I love what I do because it gives me a chance to connect with people, not just in New York City, not just Fountain House, but all over the world, and to be the example of hope that so many people around the world are looking for. I truly believe that for me personally, to live a life of hope, of recovery, of healing uh, is contagious. It's not just my work, uh, but it's my life. And I owe Fountain House in part credit for getting me to where I am today. And this is a very interesting podcast because I too am a person living with mental illness and have found ways to cope and strive within um, this COVID-19 pandemic. And I've seen a lot of civil linings as well. And some of the stories that you will hear, I can relate to them very much. And I just want to thank everybody, those who did respond. It's a very good story you're going to hear. And so, you know, sit back and enjoy. In my apartment, I was having to share space in my apartment with my wife, who worked from home for the first time for three months. And uh, I gave up my office in my bedroom for her to use while I stayed out in the living room and did my reading and writing and stretching my legs and all the things that I normally do. And I also learned to make uh, French press coffee at home with coffee that I ordered from my favorite coffee shop. I couldn't go out to my favorite coffee shop, so I'd order coffee from them and make French press at home. And then during lunch, we would have the coffee and we'd watch uh, Andrew Como and his uh, address. I also meditated and uh, meditation helped me focus. 
and structure my day. And I found that stress can have an adverse effect on my attention span. I was reading about a book every week until the COVID crisis happened. And during that time, I wasn't able to read as much. And I realized that being in, confined in my house, in my apartment, and uh, I focused a lot on the news. And uh, I, I read the news a lot during that time. And I have to say that I'm, I'm able to read again. And um, I also found that getting rest is key to well-being. Getting enough rest, trying to get enough sleep is good for somebody with a mental health issue. And taking your meds on time is also good. And I also learned that I can go three months without getting a haircut. My name is Ray. So basically during this... uh change world, I should say. Hopefully things get back to normal. The positive things I've been doing is uh, bike riding, playing handball, catching up on uh, a lot of songwriting, rehearsing, uh, basically gearing my mind and head, toward, head towards that, uh, accomplishing things done, going to the music studio, making good use of the stimulus check the government is sending out. In the second round, thank God, you know, uh, socializing, going out, Pier 2, downtown Brooklyn, Dumbo, sightseeing, feeding the ducks at Prospect Park, uh, keeping busy in a lot of ways, you know, uh, housework, catching up on housework, organizing things, painting. So hopefully everybody else has been, uh, been doing the same, keeping positive. Hello, my name is Richard. How do I cope with the pandemic? Listening to music, watching TV and movies, being on Zoom meetings throughout the day, talking more to my distant relatives on social media, playing video games. The silver linings from the pandemic were meeting new people and getting to know them through the unit meetings and special groups for certain topics, finding another way to go after what I want to do in life by the opportunity of having been a part of a new unit that focuses on topics that are similar to my desires, imagining how I would like to approach abilities of writing that I have by constantly writing throughout the pandemic and having people give me their thoughts on it, staying in contact from prior associates through the internet, suffering the connections with my mother by constantly being around her, Okay, thank you so much. So in the first segment, John had to share his uh, workspace with his wife and he thought it was going to be a challenge at first, but it, it actually ended up working out well for him. And even though he had a shorter attention span, he uh, was able to enjoy this time and be able to thrive and progress. Then Ray was talking about doing chores and bike riding and playing ball and doing music and writing and going to the studio and very, very, very positive. Then Richard was sharing more 
time in socially distant contacts with dear important people of his family that he enjoys being around and also doing more on Zoom and more classes and meetings virtually. So these are very positive silver linings. So please give your input as well. I I appreciate it. Uh, So I have two takeaways uh, from this first grouping of recordings. Uh, First of all, um, each person has done things that either uh, they've never done before and or things they haven't done in a while. But now during this time, there seems to be more time, you know, to do these things. And then number two, I also noticed, particularly uh, with John, that, you know, a sacrifice was made, that he was willing to do that, you know, for his wife, whom he loves. And it turns out that they both benefited from that. Uh, And there's been a lot of folks that, you know, has made some really good sacrifices, some, you know, pretty tough, but they did it, you know, out of love for the loved ones. Uh, and it proved to be uh, a benefit for all parties involved. I know uh, this dining room that I'm in right now has been turned into uh, uh, an office. It used to be like a little family room, but it's turned into an office so that I can do things like that. And and it was something that I discussed with my partner, Joe, and it proved beneficial, not just to me, you know, but to him as well. So uh, I understand uh, the power of sacrifice and compromise and how, you know, working together, you know, and John's case with his wife, that this sacrifice, this compromising can benefit both parties. My name is Adrian. I've been a Fountain House member on and off since 2006. And the silver lining for me during the pandemic has been free best rides, free yoga classes online, a lot of really cool concerts. I didn't get to really watch a lot of them. But uh, the other cool thing is just witnessing how society adapts during a crisis. And uh, it was uh, moving you know, trying to figure out how to navigate everything in the public space once we were allowed to, um, you know, not be in quarantine or once we were allowed to, you know, move around when New York City reopened. The first thing I did was rode the bus and uh, just looked around and everything seemed the same until, you know, closer look. You saw, you know, you had to keep a really far distance from people. You can't really eat at most restaurants and most stores are still closed. And uh, the other silver lining was because a lot of people weren't willing to work during the pandemic. I was able to get a job at a phone answering uh, company in Brooklyn. So, you know, there's always hope in the midst of darkness. And thankfully, because of everything that Fountain House did to uh, compensate for the lack of our public space, our physical space in Manhattan and in the Bronx, starting up the virtual Fountain House program was really inspiring because you just felt this electricity of all the things that were possible being able to work from a virtual space. And it's been difficult navigating that as well. But, you know, having optimism and hope in the face of difficulty really goes a long way to uh, make things that seem unmanageable, manageable. 
this pandemic has caused a lot of stress and loss. And, you know, I don't think I would have gone through it if not for the weekly uh, cooking sessions that I've done with College Reentry. College Reentry is a, a fountain house program uh, that hosts weekly uh, cooking sessions for the alumni class on Friday um, afternoons. And I've really enjoyed learning, not only learning how to cook, but meeting with my uh, fountain house family every, um, almost every Friday, and cooking a different meal. And, uh, and in that way, I received sustenance, not through, not only through the food, but uh, through mental companionship. And, and I'm, I'm really uh, thankful for that. I'm referring to the first question about how I've been able to cope with the situation of COVID-19. I just want to briefly say that Fountain House has offered me a lot of opportunities that I never knew were even possible. I just stayed in my unit, the wellness unit, not realizing how many other uh, units are interesting, the, the, the subject matter of, of the meetings are interesting, I'm meeting new people, I feel calmer, I feel more alive, I feel less nervous. So Fountain House has really helped me to cope with my fears of being contracted with the virus when I'm, or my mother too, or and I mean. So uh, a good thing about staying home all the time is that you can just keep swapping groups and um, don't have to go outside. You can try out all the ones you want to try, ones I've never even tried. And I've met a lot of people this way, which I hadn't done before. I'm very... Uh, happy to be a member of Fountain House and happy to participate in other groups, um, learning many things as I do it, and it's been a lot of fun and very enriching. So I, I spend a, a large part of my day looking at uh, the various meetings. I'm trying uh, the media and tech group, digital literacy. Uh, I'm going to try that. And how I've coped with COVID initially was not in a healthy way, but now I feel I'm doing it in a more logical, practical way, not just, you know, fearing the future and being obsessed with germs and how many times I have to wash my hands or, oh, I dread having to go outside and get groceries. Um, I've learned to become stronger. I've learned to, to deal with my anxiety. I'm just, I'm getting a lot of help. This was so upbeat and so uplifting. Adrian mentions about the, the free buses, the free online classes, free concerts, and she was so positive. She said that while people are having trouble, finding a job that she got a job answering a phone in Brooklyn and she's very, very happy and, and reassured about the Fountain House virtual environment, including the, the Zoom cooking. We have a college reentry program for our um, members between the ages of 18 and 30 who are young adults who, if they have had to leave school or couldn't finish college because of their mental illness, have the opportunity to do so now through Fountain House. It's one of our benefits. And Justine was so upbeat. She said she had trouble in the beginning, very fearful, and had trouble coping, and that she found that 
Fountain House helped her to, to, to learn how to cope and just became much more positive with the, the experiences of being home and being on Zoom and virtual. And I just wanted to reiterate how it has helped me as well. I'm with MediaTek, but I also, because of the virtual environment, with being involved with learning blogging and, and writing articles and, and being involved with the digital literacy, which was mentioned, learning technology. Um, it's just been very positive. I've also been became more involved and engaged with the We Are Not Alone webinars and the Center for Leadership and Education. And I'd like to explain a little bit what that's about. Um, there's a, a group of participants who uh, do uh, meetings pertaining to the standards of uh, the uh, Fountain House, uh, the, the clubhouse model, and also meet with other clubhouses um, and also uh, pertain to um, Salesforce for the one webinars, uh, which are the uh, We Are Not Alone technical um, presentations that are, are done in coordination with other clubhouses. And uh, there's a lot of discussion about the standards. We have meetings, we have check-in meetings every day, and there's meetings uh, on various days for different standards and, and uh, for talking about different um, roles and, and levels. And, and the other thing is that there's uh, this journal called Roar, which has, is being championed by, by Craig Baer, and, and uh, it's a wonderful uh, publication that pertains to the clubhouse model and also has contributions from clubhouses around the world. And we just, we released our first issue of Roar journal and, and we're going to be having future ones. And I, I'm so thrilled to be able to be a participant and, and uh, hope to contribute to this journal. Um, so Phil, please give your input as well. I really love the, this second cluster because it was a shift a little bit away from the activity the physical activity that's been done to more like the emotional civil linings during COVID-19. Particularly, uh, I've heard instances where uh, members in this cluster express that they've done some things for the first time. And I think that resonates with a lot of members, including myself, that, you know, really didn't have uh, a tech background and just kind of diving in and trying something new for the first time. Uh, there's been more members, I believe, that know how to use Zoom and Slack and Facebook than, than ever before because our community has gelled together doing the teaching and the guiding and the encouraging, you know, because we're not in that physical space and we're pretty much isolated that this technology that we're on now and others are bringing people together and connection for most people in our community is important. Uh, now, what that looks like is individualized and validated. But uh, I just really like the, uh, the progression of emotions from hardship and moving towards promise that they see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, still a little difficult, but pushing along. That really speaks to the resilience of every Fountain House member and staff. Yeah, I just want to say uh, that, that the resilience level that we have and that we will continue to have 
It's just growing each and every day that we see each other. want to share what I learned during this COVID experience. I learned so many different things, mostly about my resiliency and about forgiveness, and also about coming together with people and trying to understand each other and understand where that person is coming from, really, and understanding why people are reacting the way they're reacting. I really learned a lot about that. I repaired relationships like in my family and friends circle. I had a book. I wrote a small book about anxiety and I sent it to three different programs and they use some of it for their Facebook or social media or their web pages. I wrote a small album, an EP called Vanilla, which I'm really proud of. And I was on the cover of a literary magazine, a local one, but it, it does get sent out internationally. Um, I was in a few international concerts through Fountain House. I won a scholarship for a laptop computer, which helps me record my music. I finished peer specialist school, so I can now, I'm, I am certified to be a peer specialist. I was in groups. I was in groups the whole time, group therapy. I had a really hard time in May, but I came out of it like ever so shining and I, I came out of it wonderfully, which thank God, you know, I wasn't even sure if that was going to last, but thank God I came out of it. And anxiety always passes no matter what form that it's in. And um, God only gives us challenges that we can handle and pain and darkness mold us into something great. It always does without fail. 10 out of 10 times things happen for a greater success, wealth, and happiness. And I did a lot of um, law of attraction stuff too, like gratitude lists, like making lists of things I'm grateful for and positive affirmations. I even like helped with some construction on my family's house in Long Island. And I was able to finish up some emergency construction. So I did a lot of different things, a lot of different activities. And I just learned that anxiety always passes and depression usually, oh, I'll say that it always passes and we can overcome our symptoms. We can. We are more than our symptoms. We the symptoms do not define us. And uh, reach out. Always reach out. It's not scary what you're thinking. Whatever you're going through, at least one other person is also going through it, or at least maybe ten or twenty or fifty. So just reach out. It doesn't sound scary. It doesn't sound sad. It doesn't sound frightening. You're not going to scare anybody away reach out and get that validation because you will that you so need. Hello there. This is Zeus calling in to share how I've coped and things that I've learned about myself during this COVID-19 pandemic. I've used um, napping as a restorative tool since the pandemic. Yeah, I've taken lots of naps. I reached out by phone to more people to talk about what I've been going through. I've also gone deeper in my treatment sessions than ever before and have made substantial progress emotionally, my therapists say. I've contracted shingles and stayed connected to people instead of isolating into silence and aloneness. I've made peace with sheltering in place and again and again, 
reminding myself that I'm powerless over the condition of COVID-19 pandemic. What I've learned about myself is that I possess the ability to reinvent myself on purpose, like my mind, my attitude, my relationships with folks, my joys, my pain. I learned that art is life and art equals um, thriving for me. I've created over 70 pieces of art. I've shown art in two group exhibits. My art has been highlighted in the New York Times article. I've been active in two art collectives, and I've sold some of my artwork. I've bonded with new artists that I've met at Fountain House, which has really been amazing. I've been having regular attendance and virtual studio classes at least four times a week. Mm, I've enhanced my prayer and meditation practices, which has gone very well. I mailed over 30 pieces of snail mail to family and friends and loved ones. And Fountain House offers over 180 Zoom room experiences weekly. And I'm in at least 20 or more of them weekly. And I love staying in contact with my wellness team regarding my mental health, my self-care, and my general health. And I don't know, again and again, you know, it's been a trying time and a very high uh, energy coping time. Excuse me, that this is not about a way that I changed, but it's a silver lining for New York City. And I want to share it with everyone, and I want to suggest that everybody get themselves to, um, everyone get him or herself to Central Park as soon as possible, because there's something going on there, and it's free, um, that will probably never happen again. It's Central Park without tourists and without the big concerts. Without tourists, it's about 40% of the population. And without the concerts, it's not noise. I love my summer stage, but I'm willing to give it up for the peace and quiet of the park. The park is beautiful right now. It's the way it was meant to be. It's a place for everyone to gather um, and sit with whomever they want to go. And you'll find there's so much room that all kinds of people, all colors of people are sitting in groups and conversations, um, in families, by themselves, the grass is nice and green because they didn't open the park until late, so it didn't turn dusty, and we've had a lot of rain. But the most important thing is there's a peace and quiet in the park that's the way it was meant to be. When it was designed, it was supposed to be um, a heaven on earth for people to get escape, for, to find a place to escape from the city. And for a few more weeks... This beautiful summer with lots of sun, you can go to Central Park and you can have your park for us New Yorkers without hundreds of thousands of tourists, without masses of people moving to go to their concerts, without sounds competing for each other. It's utopian. It was designed, Central Park was designed in, in the middle of the 19th century. So you could just assume that it was designed for rich people or middle class people in their little outfits and, and probably middle class white people. But for the moment, it's even better than it was designed for. The, the park is a place to go to be with your friends, to be with your family and just be um, with lots of green around you. So try to go. I would suggest you go. Before about 1 o'clock, before it starts getting mobbed, you can do it seven days a week. Um, but try it, and I think you'll be amazed. 
and you'll be amazed at how well people get along with each other. There's no pressure on anything about anybody because there's just so much room, and it's so quiet, and it's so lovely. So Central Park before the end of the summer, and it's all, I guess you can say it's a weird thing to say, but it's thanks to the pandemic. Eva really highlighted the positives that she's made during the pandemic, that she's written a book and she's recorded an album and she has done several writings and, and art and a lot of meditation and has thrived during the pandemic. And Zeus has thrived through her artwork. Her artwork is featured in the New York Times and she has established relationships with other artists in Fountain House. June spoke extensively of the silver lining of Central Park. And that is worth noting because if you have a positive attitude that you can find the silver lining in this pandemic, that you can really appreciate the beauty of the park, which maybe you wouldn't be able to otherwise when it's cluttered with a lot of tourists and concerts and everything. I'd like to point out that if for anyone who doesn't know, Zoom is a way that people can meet through a smartphone or a computer or a laptop in video conference format. And we've been utilizing this. This is something that has come through during the pandemic. Unit meetings and work meetings are normally part of the clubhouse methodology that where how people collaborate and uh, find recovery through working and establishing relationships together. And then I wanted to point out that the peer specialist courses, we have a core of 13 courses which we take online, which allows us to finish the core requirements to become a certified peer specialist. My co-host, Phil, will talk more about that because he is a peer specialist. And now I'll turn it over to Philip. Uh, well, before I uh, talk about the Academy of Peer Services, uh, like I can no longer hide my excitement, the emotion uh, from this third cluster of audio. It's just, I, it's awesome. Like I, I'm not having trouble coming with the words. Like the energy level uh, was so positive and so high. I felt like I was uh, on a plane, you know, from Columbus to Toronto, and, I, and I'm looking out. Uh, 30,000 feet in the air and I see nothing but the clouds below me and and it was just beauty all around. I was just glued to the window the whole hour and 30 minute flight. Eva has gone through some of the uh, Academy of Peace Services support groups that I moderate every Tuesday and I could just see the energy and the hunger that she has not just to uh, become a peer specialist, you know, to get the license, but the fact that she just wants to help people and the ways that she is doing it, you know, as you heard in the recording, uh, just speaks to uh, her determination, her enthusiasm to connect with the world around her. And <laughs> like, what can I say about Zeus? Like, like every meeting that, you know, Judy and I, and also you've seen it uh, this week, you know, at least you heard, how enthusiastic Zeus is, like, she always sees the positive and the negative. And even when she's feeling down 
it's like somehow something within her just lifts her out of wherever darkness she's in and she spreads that to the rest of the group and when she thinks about her accomplishments you know it's like what excitement you know yeah i got 70 pieces of art you know some of it showcased here and there it's it's that emotion that just grabs you and like and just takes you lifts you out of that darkness what a great storyteller june is and that she picked Central Park, just one idea to express the greatest uh, civil lining I believe there is, you know, apart from connection with people, connecting with nature. When she was telling the story, I can imagine myself walking through Central Park and every word that she's describing, I can visualize it in my mind's eye. So I just want to say that I'm trying to hide my excitement, but it's kind of hard. <laughs> uh, and the last thing is the Academy of Services. The Academy of Services is an online curriculum developed by uh, Rutgers University out of New Brunswick, New Jersey, and the New York State Office of Mental Health, Office of Consumer Affairs, both collaborated. And OMH has an uh, advisory board called the Regional Efficacy Committee, which I was a part of for a very long time. And we all came together and said that peers uh, deserve and need to be uh, professionally trained to go into the clinics and the hospitals, you know, and the psych wars and rehabs and wherever to bring hope to thousands of people like us who feel they don't have a voice, that their life is over. And just to say to them that there is light at the end of the tunnel, there is hope. You know, you can make your life the way that you want to, and you can have that success and be content and thrive and not just survive, you know, not just recover, but heal. And so the need and for a peer specialist gave rose to the Academy of Peer Services. And every Tuesday, uh, I moderate a support group from 3.30 to 4.30, where prospective and smart inspiring peers come and they ask their questions. They get their questions answered uh, and they start their journey to become peer specialists. And it's now, it's very dear and special to the hearts and minds of Fountain House members and staff. Yeah, so I would say that uh, I love this podcast, episode three, a lot the silver linings for some people is how they they hold on to living to life there's so much stuff going on across this country and around the world and people are looking for hope and you heard in these clips big things have happened in people's life even the, the smallest things in people's lives has been caused for so much excitement and hope that you know, we're going to have a bright future ahead of us. And so I just want to encourage each and every person uh, who listens to this is, you know, don't take for granted the little things in life. There's little joys and there's big joys. And all of them are equally precious and important, like a diamond. Hold on to uh, them like gold and treasure them. This really does show you that even when you think the world is coming to an end, there's a silver lining. 
So now we can talk about the next episode. So we want to thank everyone for uh, for listening to podcast episode three. So episode four uh, is coming up soon, so stay tuned. We're going to be exploring uh, the topic of work as it relates to individuals living with mental illness. You know, part of recovery from mental illness, work can help you, provided you have the support. And Townhouse does help to give that type of support. But we will be exploring that in, in our next episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us regarding this podcast or have any questions or concerns for the voices within, just email us at fhstudios at fountainhouse.org. The music in this podcast was used with permission by Greg Santer, Eva Totora, and Susie Press. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of Fountain House.